Well, 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 what do we have here? This is episode two of Layman's Terms. I'm your host, Derek Layman Coleman. Uh, my voice has been kind of shitty. Uh, the last uh, acoustic cover song I recorded from a YouTube channel, the performance was less than, um, what's the word, acceptable? But I put it up anyhow, but... Uh, because of that, I'm not going to be... Uh, I'm trying to find something else to do, and so that's why I'm recording the podcast. If you hear my dog in the background, she's just uh, waiting for me to get done doing this, so maybe we can go walk or do something else, because she's just bored. But um, got to get a few episodes in so we can get this started, and then it's going to be like a weekly thing where I just kind of catch you up on my week, tell you about maybe what's going on at the mics. Okay, I guess most recently, uh, Wednesday... I guess was our last mic and it was pretty fun i was out there with a uh, jj howe uh, justin martin uh ashley her uh, justin's ashley and then jacob was there francisco was there uh anyhow we were just all talking about drugs and uh, jj ended up telling some funny stories about the fact that he uh grew up raised by um what do they call them truck drivers so he had some pretty interesting stories about lot lizards and ordering pizzas and your shit. He's he's an interesting guy. He also has some Austin connects. Yeah, we both talked about spending time in Austin and knowing people over there. Yeah. I lived there from 08 to 2013. No, 2015. I moved to Austin to pursue my engineering degree and uh it's not necessarily a degree that's a i went to a for-profit tech school called media tech institute in austin and i graduated it's um i got a certificate for uh audio engineering and multimedia and stuff like that so that's why i have because the idea was like i was in a band after high school for some years maybe like five years i was in that band after high school and it didn't really work out. I don't know if it, it was probably, I'll blame everything on my alcoholism, but also like inferiority complexes and just feeling like I didn't belong and feeling like everyone picked on me all the time and shit. And I didn't like the way that felt. So I left and I was like, I want to record bands, you know, maybe meet some bands and maybe figure out how to do my own solo project. That was an idea I had. It's an idea I still have. I'm still doing exams and I intend to have that released by January, releasing a project, releasing one song on Halloween, and we're already repeating ourselves. I said that on the first episode. Oh well, that song's practically done. I just have to re-record the vocals because I recorded the vocals before I got the cloud lifter to get the thing to operate at phantom power. So now that it operates at phantom power, this thing's ready to rock. Now I'm just waiting on my voice to come back to me. Um, I had some fun times, um, recording in Austin. I'm a big fan of a, uh, one-man band punk folk artist by the name of Possessed by Paul James. That's the, uh, that's the name of the show. It's called Possessed by Paul James, while the, uh, name of the artist is a man named, uh, John Conrad Wirt, W-E-R-T. Uh, what just happened? What just happened? Did I, did I do that? I don't know. I'll have to edit that. Fuck. 
anyhow, uh, possessed by Paul James. Yes, I guess uh, discovered him in 2006 and or 2007, something like that. Uh, at one instance, we drove out to go see him like in the middle of nowhere. I don't remember where it was. And we got wasted, me and my girlfriend, drinking a bottle of uh, whiskey on the way up there. And uh, I got to, I remember asking him about a lyric in a song of his where he says, uh, the butcher's knife, the devil's wrath replaced by pussycats. I'm like, hey man, what's that about? And he's like, uh, it's when you take the ugly things in the world and you replace them with superficial pretty things. And uh, how that is so disgusting. And I was like, oh man, okay, now I get it. And afterwards, he didn't play one of my favorite songs because he didn't have his mandolin. It's a song that he plays on the mandolin. It's a song called Men, Men, Men. So I asked him to play it for us. And he took us back to the um, to the back patio of the bar or the house that we were at. I don't remember what kind of show this was. And he ended up playing the song without an instrument, just kind of beating his chest and uh, singing the song for us. And, uh, yeah, I've just been... I love that man very much. I think he has a big influence on me today still. I remember uh, when I did my first open mics, and even still... I feel like the voice that comes out of me, the one that's gravelly and and uh, loud and kind of weird, I think that's, I feel like that's definitely possessed. That's him coming out of me there. And, uh, and I'm trying to find a balance between that. Selena is such a dear, and she's told me that she likes that, that voice, and I need to find a balance between using that voice and using my, uh, like this voice. This isn't even like my CSR voice. I got a CSR voice I use for work. You know, everybody has like a your work voice or whatever. So just, uh, yeah, figuring out what I'm doing and still. Um, I messaged Possessed by Paul James on Facebook, maybe 2008, 2009, because this was during the time I was uh, at the studio. And I was like, hey, man, you want to record your next album at Willie Nelson's studio for free? He wrote me back. He was like, quit yanking my chain. I was like, nah, dude, for real. So we did get him to come to uh, the studio. And it was great because he he did not only play his solo stuff where he kicks his uh, feet on the suitcase and has a little tambourine and makes all the noise he can with just his one body, but he enlisted uh, additional musicians. Uh, He got an organ player and he played the Wurlitzer, Wurlitzer, whatever it's called. That's a great, interesting uh, speaker cabinet that spins around. It's got a, a bottom speaker and then a top little tweeter speaker, and they both spin in different directions. We got that mic'd up, and uh, we also recorded a drummer, and we also play, got an upright bass player. So that is uh, what became the album Feed the Family. And my name is on that album. I'm credited as an engineer, and uh, I kind of helped pull that all together. So I like to think of myself as a producer on that, even though like, you know, I mean, I just, I just help make it happen. I just help make it happen is what happened. But, um, yeah, I, it won like a alt country album of the year, 2010. So that's maybe like my highest credit. Most, one of the things I'm could be most proud of. Um, hmm. I also, while while living in Austin, when it, the job I got after leaving a temple where I worked for the hospital for a couple of years doing uh, insurance work. Before that, I worked in the warehouse for the hospital doing uh, 
production, like not production stuff. I would basically get all the materials that we needed from the warehouse, load them in the truck, take them to the hospital, and then stock the supply rooms in the all over the hospital. I loved that job. It'd be kind of cool to get another job like that, something that kept me on my feet and stuff. But um, I got a job working in a debt settlement firm in 2008 is when I started working that job. And it was interesting because it was right at the end of the financial collapse in 2008, or right at the beginning of it. I'm not sure how you would say it. And uh, debt settlement was a new industry, essentially taking unsecured credit card debt and settling it for pennies on the dollar. What our company would do would take customers with a minimum of $10,000 credit card debt and list those accounts in the program. We would instruct our customers to quit paying their bills instead pay us money so they could have it in an escrow account, which we would save up funds for the purpose of settling their debts for what we advertise on the contract to be at least 39% of the principal balance. We ended up um, taking advantage of a lot of people, and uh, I really hated that job. And I was very glad to find, like, maybe six months after I quit the job for the second time, that the uh, office was raided by the federales. I was talking to this fact about, I was talking about this very thing with Jake Flores when he was in Amarillo most recently. And uh, when I came home, I tried to find some articles about the feds shutting it down and busting in and doing a full raid. And the only articles I could find are behind a paywall. So I'm like, fuck, I'll have to figure out how to find those articles because I want to share them with him as I think he might find it interesting. What else? Okay. Um, yeah, so today was Sunday, so I went to the Pagan Pride today, and she was asking me if I've ever been involved in the... One of the ladies was asking me her name. Her name evades me. But um, she's asked me if I've ever been involved in the community before, and I was like, no, but I have been involved in a burner community in Austin. She's like, what's that? Well, it's like a, you know, like Burning Man. It's just like your regional... And uh, Austin is actually known to have, from what I've been told while I was there, it's like it has the largest one of the world besides the big burn at Black Rock City. So they have their, here here in Austin, we have the flip side. Flip side. And yeah, there was a, when I discovered that back in uh, some time ago, I goes, I got, I became involved. They had church night, which was Wednesday nights. You, it's just basically you go to the warehouse and uh, you could bring your beer and people could just sit around and talk. It's just a great place for fellowship and talking with people. And sometimes you get to do some free drugs and you get to check out some art that they're working on, the big effigies that they built for the big burns and stuff. And made some friends there and made some girlfriend there. It's going to make plural, but no, I think only oh, there's only one girl. There's only Violet. Uh, she's a crazy person. But I'm a crazy person, so... Say what you will about that. I quit going to that stuff for a while, though, because I uh, ended up rooming with uh, my old friend, Michael Jeffries, and we uh, decided to uh, pursue our duo of a band. And uh, that was like, because I didn't, like, trying to do a solo project band, is it's so boring, especially for a player like me where I'm not very good player one of the things that's 
the most fun thing to do is playing with other people. Like I love like finding out where you are, finding out where I fit in and uh, kind of improv and kind of see where the song leads us. Just kind of like pulling it out of our ass as we go. That to me is what is the most exciting. That is the most fun sitting by yourself and trying to think of ideas or the happy accidents can be exciting, but it's like those have to be accidents. And I don't know, it's just not as fun as playing with other people. So I tried to do exams with Michael for some time and we played maybe half a dozen shows in Austin before I flew my ex-girlfriend down and proposed to her and we were engaged for a couple years before, uh, I'll just say alcoholism kind of made that fall apart and uh, yeah, I did that thing where I kind of went on tour with some money I took away from Wells Fargo, spent a lot of money on a alcohol and uh, sex workers before I came back to Texas and ended up getting a job at a warehouse that I loved very much. The job I had at the warehouse was real great, man. I used to, I used to love bragging the fact that I worked at the art factory because they make laminate countertops. And so you get to see all the different styles and patterns and textures and everything like that. I loved it. I worked in the melamine department and uh, my main job was like I, I was a driver. I drive like all sorts of different types of forklifts and stuff like that. It's a great job. And had it not been for my alcoholism, I would have I would have loved to have stayed there. It was long hours. The first job I ever had where you're working like 12 hour days, 12 hour nights, you know, swing shift and whatnot. But then you get like your four days off and that was always nice to have too. Four or five days. I'm not sure how many days off, but it was like a lot of days off in a row and still making good money. Um, nowadays I work from home. I have a work from home job I've had for just over three years now. I am a uh, dispatch operator for roadside assistance and locksmith services for a franchise company. So I end up dispatching for many cities all over the United States. It is good in the sense that, you know, I make my own schedule and, uh, I work alone in my office don't have to bother with like chatty Cathy's which was always kind of a nuisance at work when I'd be trying to focus on when you work in an office and then someone's just like talking too much about non-work related things it's like eh, that stuff I find annoying <sighs> but yeah right now I'm actually have applied for another job here uh, here in Lubbock they have an animal shelter and they had an officer position come up and the uh, one of the lead officers told me about the position before it went up so when it went up, I applied, and then I had to wait for the the uh, I had to wait for the position to be taken off the website. Once it's taken off the website, then they'll review the applications. Right now, they're in the process of review, and my fingers are crossed because it's like a starts at fifteen dollars an hour, and it's like what four days on, three days off, something like that, and it's a city job benefits. I haven't been to the doctor in a while, and I need to go to the doctor for my many ailments that have accrued over time. So that would be nice. Part of me worries though, you know, is this grass or greener? Kind of feel like the the downside of working at an animal shelter will be just like the the heartache of all the poor doggies and the kitties that don't have homes. But I figure if someone's gonna do it, you know, I I would like to maybe bring my big heart to the job, you know. That's how I feel about that. 
Where else are we? Okay, so, well, um, let's reiterate some things. Today is day 171 days dry, and it's also day 12,324 of this incarnation. And... Uh, next mic is going to be Tuesday at Cafe J. Uh, last mic at tu- last mic Tuesday at Cafe J, actually uh, did something different. I like to do different things at Cafe J because it's art bar, it's smaller, it's newer, and I feel like you can kind of be a little bit more experimental there. The last time I did a set there this past Tuesday, I uh, I told I told one joke, but before I told my one joke, I played one song. So I brought my acoustic guitar and I did a. I did my bastardization of the song When the Woods Were Young My He Is Legend Which is basically like a song about Poor young man falling in love with a witch At the dawn of time And being left in the woods And it's a forlorn song of love For this uh, creature At the beginning of time At the beginning of the woods And it's, I just think it's really funny It's like a, It's like a sad love song Except for the fucking the real version's all fucking rock and roll. I fucking love the real version. I just play my bastardization because it's just the easiest thing I can do. And I I like the song. It's like I think it's very creative. Um the Tuesday before that I actually skipped Mike on at Cafe J because uh the other guys, uh Justin and Jacob, wanted to get together. Justin, Jacob, Miguel and Ashley and Corbin Who's not a who's not open micer, but or neither is Ashley. But wanted to get together to do D and D, and uh, that's actually the reason I got on Facebook. I've been on Facebook for almost a month now, and the purpose of that was to get in contact so I could start playing some D D. And we've been doing D D, and that's been a lot of fun. I think um, uh, the session before last, we ended up getting our asses. Uh, Dragged to hell in a sense The eighth level of hell Which is where my character has a connection With a particular devil by the name of Mephistopheles And uh, we uh, Went into Because a couple of the other characters Are very adamant about pursuing vampires In order to gain some object A ring that will give us some type of power Being vampire in general Will make you more powerful So I'm just kind of along for the ride with these guys. My character's main intention is just to um, increase spell knowledge and find more like her of the Shade Enclave. And so I'm just along for the ride, really, and trying to have my own little side objectives as we go. Um, while in hell, we end up... Uh, well, we, we summon my Mephistopheles for assistance, who was v- of very little assistance... And then we ended up going to um, this brothel of vampires, and I had a little fun uh, that 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 first night we were in the brothel because I uh, all the other characters were kind of like hesitant, like they didn't know what to do at the brothel. I'm like, I know exactly what to do. I'm like, I want that girl right there. Give me that girl. And so I, my character's female, so I was like, this is gonna be hot. And so we go into the room, and and then. Uh, Corbin's character Zordon turned he turned into a zombie because he's a changeling follows us in there and I try to do the dominating thing and try to really have a good time and stuff like that but DM fucking flipped me out man and ended up turning that thing it turned out to be a changeling too and 
it ended up making more of a connection with uh, Zordon's character who turned into a mirror image of the uh, vampire and her not having seen her own reflection in so long became infatuated. So, yeah, it's fun. And then last night, uh, during session, what did we do last night? Because we were still in there, so we were lurking around trying to find stuff. We ended up going to the top room and we got into a couple fights, got into a fight with this like Cyclops bone animal that was, uh, took a while to kill. And then we ended up killing one of the vampires as well before and I think that's where we at I think we uh I think we need to leave the brothel now I think that's where we're at when we pick up next but yeah I kind of felt weird uh skipping the mic to do that though I really wish we'd plan to do D&D on days where there's not an open mic um what did I do the uh, the mic before that at Cafe J Art Bar I did an experimental I don't know if it was then but I did another experimental mic where, uh, and it went well. I mean, instead of working my material, I kind of just kind of did almost like what it would be, I guess, almost like compared to like an AA thing, or kind of just told some of the uh, worst things that have happened to me because of alcoholism. Kind of beginning with um, my 19th birthday, waking up on my 19th birthday with my teeth no- teeth knocked out. My two front teeth were broken in half, pretty much. And I had no recollection of how it had happened because we were celebrating on New Year's Eve and I black out drunk. My friends were dragging my body to the uh, to my car so they could take my car to go to Wendy's. While they're dragging my body, I start pissing. They frustra- Out of frustration or, or surprise or whatever, they drop me and uh, a toolbox breaks my fall and I land on my teeth. And they they managed to bring me, put me in the car and still go to Wendy's and they took me. I went and woke up. I woke up in my mom's house, covered up under a blanket on the floor, still covered in piss and, and wondering what happened to my two front teeth. It's like the worst 19th birthday I've ever had. Um, another terrible thing that happened to me because of alcohol, and I was actually telling Jake about this too, I, uh, I went to a bar to meet with a girl, and we're sitting there talking, and I had a crush on her. She's a crazy girl, and I don't remember what happened, but something happened, and I became upset. So I was like, you know, I'm leaving. I'm just pulling out. I don't want to deal with this kind of drama or whatever it was that had frustrated me. So I get my car completely lit off of fucking tequila. So I'm in my car, and I'm screaming Nine Inch Nails, and uh, unbeknownst to me, there's a uh, 18-wheeler at a red light, and I hit it, probably going like 55, 60 miles an hour or something like that. And fortunately, it did not turn my Accord into an accordion. Instead, my car ricocheted off the back of the 18-wheeler. And as it careened backwards and to the right off of the main road, I woke up to the smell of the uh, airbag in a panic. And the car is moving backwards even though it's dead and all the lights are off and it's quiet except for the sound of outside and the, and the earth beneath as it ghost beneath by me so I in a panic I jumped out of the car part of me wonders if maybe that could be a reason if a contributing factor to my crooked spine part of me thinks it's scoliosis part of me thinks that might be had have had something to do with it also part of me like 
I'm a serious headbanger, slam 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 dancer, slam dancer. I love to slam dance and headbang and just get fucking buck wild and shit with an instrument or without an instrument. I love to dance. But yeah, my spine's all fucked up. I should stretch more. But uh, yeah, maybe maybe this can be uh, one of those things where I can be like, hey, Derek, did you have a stretch today? I'm like, fuck. Okay, need it. No, th- that's what I'm saying. Another reason for this podcast is to hold myself accountable for things like, hey, Derek, did you stretch? Have you done any pull-ups? You know, I remember I think it was maybe like my second or fourth mic or something. It was at the Lantern. And I try out this joke where I'm like, uh, I like tank tops. And, and, uh, problem is that my arms are like all wimpy and girly. I have like real little arms, you know, compared to like how I look. I'm like all big and bulky or whatever. But, um, I'm not big and bulky. I'm not, I'm like, what, 155 right now. I lost a lot of weight because I quit alcohol. But, um, yeah, yeah, the joke was was um, something about having girly arms, but still liking tank tops. Oh yeah, and uh, I've been trying to do something about it. I've been trying to do t- I've been trying to do pull ups, and I think I'm getting pretty good. Today I was able to do two, and that's it. That's the joke, because two is not a lot, and it's kind of pathetic, you know. <sighs> I, I I pulled a card today before I started recording at all. I pulled the Ace of Cups. Let's just go ahead out of curiosity and for your entertainment, read what it says about the Ace of Cups. So that's one of It's going to be good. If I just look at it, it's going to be like a it's a symbol of prosperity, a symbol of goodness somehow. Let me get to the detail here. Ace of Cups. It's Love's Beginnings. That's its title. It says, Aces mark the beginning of an exciting new phases. Since the suit of cups deals specifically with love and emotion, you're in for a real treat. Expect to enter into a blissful time of health, joy, and friendship. A new love could be on the horizon. You may feel that you're making a whole new start. Just go with it and allow this feeling to revitalize your spirit. Well, I'll be goddamn. How about that, guys? That's where this coincidental shit's gonna fucking make a believer out of me. No, it's not. No, fuck. I don't care. Um, hi, check it out. We're at 26 minutes. And like I said, I'm gonna just, I'm trying to get these first three out so we can get this thing started. And then, uh, then next week we'll do one. We're gonna need to pick a week that we wanna do this. What do you wanna do? Sundays? Sundays, every other Sunday, there's a bar PM mic. So I want to do it on a night where there's not a thing. I could do it on a break from work between the hours of 10 and 12. Any day of the week, really. Huh. I was born on a Tuesday. So I don't know. Tuesdays are like art bar. And I'd have time to do it. Especially if it's only a 30-minute mic. I mean, a 30-minute podcast. That's what I'm aiming for. And uh, we are about to come on 30 minutes. So that's that's good. First one wasn't quite 30 minutes. This was like a little bit longer. So, okay. Um, you're If you're not me, you're probably not listening. But if you are, um, fucking dare you to write me. It's layman's terms pod 
at gmail.com. And that's layman like my middle name. So L-A-M-O-N-S, layman's terms pod at gmail.com. All right, everybody. I love you.